I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to TC and Jake on National Public Radio. Welcome into the DFW Sports Mashup. I'm TC Fleming. Where are the Cowboys going to go at 10, Jake? Are they at 10? They are. Pass. What did it, uh, what does it mean that the Mavericks were able to pull it out against the Grizzlies last night? It's pretty fucking huge, man. Did you guys talk about that on the other show? We did. The mini show? That this was the a big show. The, the big show. That was a I can't go to bed for two hours after it's over type moment. And it was already a Maybe late take tip. a shower. I thought about it. Hose yourself off of it. It was... Cool <laughs> 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 down. It was already a late start, but yeah. I was uh, I was thinking I might like doze off fourth quarter, watch the rest of the game in the morning, and that was not an option. It was astounding. was a bummer that we got so little time as the lead story on ESPN.com. On account of Luca, yeah, you're talking about Rodon. Yeah, yeah, dude. I thought it was weird that it was weird because SVP now does his show like right after the ESPN game of the night, mm-hmm. and like everybody's riding that high who's watching it, and they went right to the White Sox. Like, okay. why not? Dude? It was a perfect game. It was until... baseball, and it wasn't a perfect game. Well, I mean, it was a perfect game in the ninth. Yeah, but a lot of people then, would have been like, we were winning this war until they slaughtered our entire army. And well, I mean, there's we, still a no-hitter. It's a big deal. There's, a, what, a few of those? What do you mean? No-hitters? There's or, two so far. No, no, I mean, like, ever. Yeah, I mean... Uh, there's a lot. There's, there's not very lot. many perfect games. Uh, Yeah, but it's not like there's no-hitter every night. Yeah, but there was one less than a week ago. Well, I mean, it's not my fault that the fucking Rangers have decided to become just turn their entire organization into no hitter bait. Like, you, you think that's the last time they're going to get no hit this year? I'm, I'm going to bet no. I'm going to bet no. Also, uh, over under three and a half. What do you want? Under. I think I said that too hard. Dude, especially two and with, a half. I think they'll get no hit one more time. Okay, but, but dude, with Colberson breaking out like this, you kidding me, Colby? Okay, it's rockets. All over the field. I do like Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning picked up in the Lance Lynn trade. Back yeah. to you. I'm a baseball guy. What do you know about that? I mean, I would hope you know the origin of every player on a roster of a. I mean, there's only 25 of them, although more now, right? Uh, and you. That's the dumbest thing host. you've ever said. What? There's not a single person up there that could name for you more than 10 Rangers players right now. Well, then you're not doing your job. Your lack of professional standards uh, is not doesn't make me dumb. I am doing my job by focusing on the things people give a shit about. That is my job. So there's no Ranger fans on your... I mean, Josh Very listens. Few. I know Josh cares about where all the players come from. Okay. I don't think that's a representative sample, but... <laughs> I bet if we took a poll... People like baseball, dude. No, it's a very they really don't. Sport. They really don't. You know, you could make plenty of points about how like uh, the baseball watching public is different from the overall public, or like yeah, there's a lot of groups where you could say actually baseball has kind of lost these people. I don't think ticket listeners fucking close to that group. The fucking sixty year old whites that make up your entire audience, they don't like baseball. That's what I'm here to believe. I don't believe that's the bulk of our audience, but um, well, I mean the. Uh, 
target is 25 to 54. So I yeah. understand you don't care about the 60-year-old ones. But uh, I just want to let you know, I've, I've actually I've, I've worked at that station. I have an idea of who listens. It's not just one of those guys. I cannot tell you the last time, and I'll, this is a way skewing of the representation, but because these people aren't on Twitter. But I cannot tell you the last time. I will get emails from people that they I'm aware. They stopped emailing you, dude. They email Norm. Yeah, you may be right. But like Norm doesn't talk Rangers barely. Nobody cares. I mean, this could be just borne out in TV ratings. Whoa. Um, but that's also a muddy situation because actually, Jorts and I were talking I mean, about this. If the this station today. was programming based upon TV ratings, then why am I getting emails about the death of a women's basketball coach? It's a good point. That's a good point. What are their ratings like? And I mean, what was the highest rated game that Pat Summit ever coached? Lower than the highest rated game Buddy Ryan ever coached. <laughs> you mean the lowest rated? Yeah, the yeah, lowest rated. Yeah. Uh, I bet the Rangers every game this year will be competitive with Pat Summit's most watched game. Competitive? Competitive, maybe, but I would bet that Pat Summit has coached. This is the dumbest conversation. <laughs> I bet Pat Summit has coached in three games that will be higher rated than every single Rangers game this year outside of opening day. It is uh, a good illustration of how memory works. Like uh, Chuck Klosterman had the point in uh, What If We're Wrong about, uh, you know, that like big band music used to be like an entire genre that had as many nuances as rap does today. Uh, but now in your mind, it's just John Philip Sousa or like uh, reggae, same thing, but it's just Bob Marley to you. Uh, I worked there for a long time, received a lot of feedback, uh, you know, t- a lot of talk about positioning and uh, things of that nature. And in my mind now, it's just compressed down yeah. to one email. But that's yeah. Summit. <laughs> no, we all do it. Yeah, we all do it. But the point is, uh, and I don't even know how much this matters, but the Rangers in specific have worked their way into a situation where... They can, you can almost like do a bingo of reasons to piss people off. Like mm-hmm. one, let's just start with, they suck. Yeah. So that's like, like the most that. broad-based obvious one. They mm-hmm. suck. They don't have a bunch of guys that they're really telling you about for the future all that much. Maybe, you know, some of these guys will, will hit to be at least like regulars, but. You'd really like to think so, but I don't, it's not my understanding that no. the promise has come through no, just this is, yet. No, this is not a uh, Correa, Bregman, Altuve situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's point one. Point two, a lot of people can't watch it. That's not like everybody, but there is a substantial amount of people, if we want to skew to the younger demographic, who can't watch it. It's unfortunate. It's ridiculous. I think I might get DirecTV back. I really do not want to because I am using a Fox Sports Go uh, login from from family. Mm -hmm. And while I do not like that app at all, it does not it does not do it for me. I will I will fight through it for Mavs. It's a lot harder to fight through it for Rangers because I feel like when I used to watch Rangers back in the day, a lot, I would still kind of flip around a little bit. Whenever I was cutting the cord, though, I uh, still like I, I got the free trial, you know, for a week to see if I was going to like it, and would, would toggle back and forth between my Directv box to see if I felt like I could tell. Uh, and the answer was like obviously yes, and it wasn't yeah. big enough to justify the extra sixty dollars, but I kind of tucked it away of like. One day when we're making it, homie, maybe we can go back to this. Maybe we're here. Maybe. Things are good. I'm fucking direct TV rich. What? (laughs) Uh, So that's two reasons. Reason 3A and 3B. 
doesn't really matter if you're pissed off at them about uh, COVID mm-hmm. going back to the summer. Uh, last summer with their employees, like giving anonymous quotes to ESPN about we had a fucking outbreak and they're making us all come back to work. That's probably not a big thing in anyone's mind. But that gets into the opening day capacity thing. So some people are pissed off about that. On the other thing, maybe you're pissed off. They're a part of Major League Baseball who don't they don't want to keep politics out of sports. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, all those. My are name dumb is reasons. Brett Favre. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's stupid thinking, regardless. Yeah, I know. I just think that if you start checking enough boxes and you've pissed off enough people, the main one being that your team is awful and. Yeah, it's just you know. that the team's bad. Like, if they were going to the World Series, none of that other shit would matter. The ratings would be the same, regardless of whether or not. The TV thing. The TV thing is, I mean, yeah, no, the, the ratings are hurt by the fact that they aren't on TV. That is that is true. I do agree with that. Did you hear that the Virgin Bachelor's gay? I did hear that. You didn't watch that season, did you? No, but I, I listened to his podcast and I uh, talked to a close associate of his. Those are my connections. That's right. I forgot about that. Your Vegas encounter. Mm-hmm. And uh, your big deal I was... I was dipping into some Bobby Flay's queso fundido, oh, just man. as the man was telling me. I got to learn how to make that. It's an amazing dish. Not Bobby Flay's. I could never. I could you never can't get to that level. But yeah. I could imagine a scenario where I but could at least could, get some basic get to fundido. Have sex with Ari's wife. Bobby Flay had sex with Ari's wife on that show. I don't know if it was sex, but it was like they were separated, and Ari heard that they were out somewhere. I don't even want to get into it. We haven't gotten there yet. Megan um, and I are rewatching. I've told you that, oh, right? Oh, oh, <laughs> it fucking oh, it's rules. Painful. No, the it show's does, so good. It does not rule. I love it. It's what I look forward to every night. Oh. I, I hope that she's got enough juice left in the tank for three episodes. Oh. Just run through them. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's. I've never really thought of myself as someone having ADD, but uh, I can't watch more than two episodes of anything in a row. Like ever. I think that's a reasonable amount. I think so too, but I don't. But these the are the person who lives here is <laughs> okay. Easily willing to get hooked on something and do four or five in a row. Not me, man. Yeah, moving and shaking. Hey, <laughs> speaking of moving and shaking, my ice. You're a bad guy. Uh, they just want to listen to the podcast without being clawing their ears out. How do we start talking about Bobby Flay? Oh, you and Colton in your moment. But wasn't your breaking news someone telling you like, hey? Psst, He's not a virgin. He has had sex. Yeah, no, the guy who happened to have been sitting near us at an earlier bar, and like, I guess once he said it, I mean, he must have. Why would he lie about it, right? Like, and he he correctly, he was like, "You guys were at the link earlier, right?" Yeah, we were right down to the thing, and I'm like, "That's I hate really that. fucking weird." I hate that dude. Uh, I hate that. Even if it's true, let's all not acknowledge it, like yeah. verbally. No, please. We're we supposed on. to bro down now. Yeah, but yeah. So several hours later, we were at a different place. Same people still sitting next to us, trying to, you know, I mean, like, listen, I get it, dude. Did it? Was it the most fun table in Bobby Flay's Mesa Grill? Obviously. <laughs> Do you want to join it? I know. But, like, we got fucking rules here. And so, yeah, KJ said something about The Bachelor, and the guy was like, oh, you guys watched The Bachelor? We were sitting next to you at an earlier bar, and uh, one of my cousins had sex with Colton. And he's a man. No, no he, didn't he didn't leave that, that part off, but he left he it open-ended. Part. No, he was, he was pretty clear. that He's like, dude, I got a hot cousin. No, he didn't say that. It was implied. I mean, you got to figure, right? 
Yeah, it's probably. I mean, you think ugly people have sex with Illinois State football players? Or just bachelor contestants in general. Yeah. That's probably a higher rank than Illinois State football players. But Go Redbirds. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really odd the way that it went down because he's, he's sitting there with Robin Roberts. Mm-hmm. And he's on, I guess my entire vibe whenever I was watching it was also like seeing George Stephanopoulos up there being like, what are you? Like you're throwing it to an interview with a guy who has absolutely no cultural significance in any like tangible terms. He's created nothing. He was a star of a reality show. I get it. ABC runs that show. It has a a high degree of cultural penetration, but it's not, it doesn't mean anything. We watch it for the exact reason that this shit means nothing. That's the sell. So when this guy has like a cult, uh, a, a personal revelation when Colton does, that feels like it's not news to me at all. And it doesn't seem like it's enough news for them to sit down like they're sitting down with, you know, Jamal Khashoggi's wife or something. Like, it was big news, though. Like, I agree, but it was it was huge news. <laughs> we talked about it. We're talking about it now. It just still made me think, like, first of all, he says he's gay and obviously n- never having, you know, lived something that I was afraid you know, to share in that in that way seems traumatic, painful. I certainly have been afraid of being gay, haven't you? No. You didn't, like, as a kid, you weren't like, boy, they are fucking roasting these other kids. And I could wake up one day and find out it's me. I never had that thought, ever. Dude, that was a, <laughs> once a week. It was like, what if, dude? Like, I don't know. I've never had sex with a woman before. Like, I'm, what yeah, if but it you knew what you were good? aroused by. Yeah. And it wasn't like WWE main event. Like, no, it it's it's not like I was watching gay porn being like, boy, I hope I'm not gay. Uh, <laughs> let me let me give this another run and see, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, That's it, super weird and super because, interesting. Because of the ways that people, like, it always is presented something like this, right? Or not always. Not, not close to always. But my conception of it at the time was that it was something like this where, you know, at some point in your life, well past, like, you know, the age that I was then... That you, because it seems like people only came out during this time whenever they were in like college or later. Yeah, but that's when they came out. I didn't understand that though. Yeah, okay. Like, believe it or not, the 12 year old didn't pick up on all that. struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah, more or less. (laughs) Like, just, you know. Just hope today's not the day. Like, it's a car wreck. (laughs) Jesus. And I mean, it's not like that I had a stigma about like the thing of being gay. It was just more like, I mean, these kids are calling me. Yeah. slurs constantly. What if they had the ammunition <laughs> of me dating a man? <laughs> what do they know that I don't know? <laughs> yeah, I got. I don't like this as it is, and you know, it's like not anything to do with me. Yeah, that you know, I'd never thought about that uh, as a concept or personally. Uh, I was getting made fun of for plenty of other stuff, so I never really, I never really thought too much about it. But obviously, and he mentioned this in his in his exclusive. That, yeah, when you're a kid, and he said whenever he was playing sports, you know, if somebody, you know, messed up a play or something or some kid was bad, they would call him gay. Yeah. He's like, so I obviously, you know, you internalize that. Yeah. And you realize, like, that's not, I don't want to be that, even though he said that he knew since he was six years old that, you know, as he put it, that he was different. But 
So get back to the to the Today Show thing or Good Morning America thing. It's just that it's, is so and like just the the reality Steve interview with him, the like podcast he did. When was that? Um, I mean, someone emailed it to us, and it was because that's the only way I found it. It's like one of our listeners was like, "You guys got to check this out." Um, it's probably like six months ago, something like that. Sounds right. Um, but yeah, there's, he just talks a lot and, you know, obviously it seemed like he had a weird season. Would you say that was accurate? The weirdest. Yeah. Well, one of the weirdest for sure. And, uh, in like, I don't know. I, I kind of want to go and listen to the whole thing again because there is that one girl that he, like he had known before or whatever. Yeah. Like whenever they were both kind of aware that they were like in, they were doing the kinds of things you do to try and get on the show. Yeah. And we're like kind of hanging out prior and then he had the whole thing where, like, he was like, yeah, you know, she was a great friend, but that was it. Uh, yeah, that that kind of, now in retrospect, is like a, you know, he just didn't want to date women because he wasn't interested in women. Yeah, and I, I think the other, the viral clip is, like, that man on the street comedian, Billy Eichner. Uh-huh. You've seen that yet? Uh, not about him. I mean, I know who Billy Eichner is. Well, he's gay. He is, yeah. And uh, I picked up on that. they had him on the show. On The Bachelor. Okay. To do one of the, uh, you know. And Colton started making out with him? No, he didn't start making out with them. That was your tip? But, uh, no, I was going to say that, uh, like, what's the guy's name? The, the Vegas dude who's not Donnie Osmond who's, like, got orange face. That's a great question. He's like a... An, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, kinda. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. But that's one of the great things about The Bachelor. Oh, Frank Sinatra. No, Bachelor, Bachelorette is uh, just how spare the the talent that they bring in that everyone has to act impressed by. Yeah. Because it's clearly just... It's the just biggest a, show in America. Yeah, I know. Like, you don't have the fucking budget. Go get, like, go get Art... Well, no, go get Nelly. Who are you going to say? Art Bryles? R. Kelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> you probably don't want him on there. But still, like, it's... I, I think that it's probably... Like, I just think... That show in general feels to me like they don't spend anything on it. Yeah. Like Which was what... The high, like the places, like I think that it is like ABC saying we're not going to have a network unless we can make two hundred billion dollars every time this thing airs. Who's the guy? Wayne Newton. Yeah, there you go. So Wayne Newton was on there like a Jesus few years ago. Jesus Christ! And we were laughing so hard because they've got this group of like twenty three, twenty four year old, you know, Instagram people on there, and Chris is like, "We got a big surprise." <laughs> yeah, you're not going to believe it. Uh huh. Sit down. It's Wayne Newton, everybody. And everyone's like... And then watching them... Like, they'll do, like, the interviews with them where they're like, yeah, that was really cool to see uh, Wayne Newton. <laughs> I never thought I would meet Wayne Newton. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I always think on that... I've probably told this story many times on the podcast before, but Megan was friends with uh, Cass Haley, who appeared on America's Got Talent, I think. Some kind of competition show. And uh, made it fairly Man far. versus food. Man versus food. That's not nice. I don't know. I don't know. What's the she? He's not slim. Oh, it's a bit. Okay. I thought it was a woman. I thought that would make the joke. Oh, <laughs> no. Cass Haley is a, is a male. He's in a Lincoln commercials. Oh, okay. See, I thought the joke would be funnier that the concept of letting a woman participate in man versus food. They're not a yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Keep them out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the producers went to him. 
and we're like, all right, we're going to book one of your dream bands to come in and, uh, you know, work with you. And we're going to make an episode off that. And he's like, cool. Awesome. That's great. They were like, so who are your dream bands? And he like gives them a list of like, these are my heroes. And they come back to him later and they're like, they were booked, but we got UB40. (laughs) All right. You've at least heard of UB40. The red, red wine guys. Huh? Yeah. And then so like the, on the episode, he and like at the whatever they told him that he was like, I don't think he said it out loud, but like he does not give a shit about UB40, obviously. Uh, and uh, but on the episode, he is like, you know, they've always been like so big to me. Like, oh, red, red wine was, you know, I knew it. Very formative. I knew it. So I'm Wayne Newton. Yeah, knew that's it. the Wayne Newton thing. Yeah, that they'll be like. You know, I mean, I couldn't fucking walk five feet in my house without hearing Wayne Newton. That's the honest truth, and I'm certainly not lying. He's got a dude's got a big orange face tattoo up here. He's like, <laughs> check out my Newton ink. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he he was gay going on the show, or that he knew he knew he was gay going on the show. He says in this interview that he th- that the day he found out that he was going on The Bachelor, that he thanked God for making him straight. <sighs> Because this meant that now he's going to be able to live like he's supposed to, which is to have a wife and to have kids and to have the house. That's tough, dude. Which, I mean, if you just want to follow the logic here of which... Gay people do have houses. And they also get married. Yeah. Yeah, you can have kids now, too. It's probably uh, linearly the safest time ever. Uh, Not saying there's no problems and no prejudice, but you're, you know, anyways... When I heard him say I'm that, sure I just gay thought, people in the fifties would take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I heard uh, him say that, I was like, "All right, so do you think Chris Harrison is God? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean when they selected you? There's as no the effective difference. Like, if they had selected, uh, you know, you know, Chad instead, mm-hmm. is which he like, they should have always. Is he like, oh, then I guess I am gay." It's a very. I'm not sure that I was really following his his line of thinking. There, I mean, at all, all of those people that appear on that show have weird ass brains. Anytime you hear him talk about what's going on up in there, it's a uh, it's a wild ride. Which is why this season was so boring. Mm-hmm. They didn't have enough of that. Yeah, and on a like uh, somewhat serious note, it also was a much like there was a lot of talk about race relations. A lot. You got a black bachelor. You have a number of uh, black females there. A number oh, yeah. of mixed Floyd. race. Uh, it was like shortly thereafter they were. We're filming in a different it. moment in America, dude. And it permeated because then the you know the I woman. I do think we are all going to look back a little bit. Like it. I don't know. It, it's been distressing to me on a number of levels, like across a wide variety of factors. How little that's really like stuck. Well, um, turn your TV on tonight. Yeah, no, I know. Because your city's about to burn the fuck down, and it ain't because Rodon <laughs> plunked yeah. a dude with eight and a third through a perfect game. It is good that we had a day game today. Yeah, you might not be playing tomorrow. I don't know where their schedule or is. We're going to Boston tomorrow. Okay. A city that's always had yeah, calm, super chill. neutral oh, race relations. Speaking of that, do you remember, not speaking of race yeah, relations, because no, I, 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 well, I don't want to leave this show. I just, uh, Hold on real quick. Okay. Uh, do you remember a long time ago, we did a, maybe a full show, but at least like 30, 40 minutes on the Boston Art Heist? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a Netflix show now. Okay. I saw the, I yeah. saw a thing on Netflix about. It's called This is a Robbery, because that's okay. what the dude said when they walked in. 
Yeah. Like real dramatic style. They walked in dressed like cops, St. Patrick's Day, and said, this is a robbery. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. stole like $30 million in art that's never been recovered. Yeah, and the the podcast about it, I think it it didn't leave me with like a ton of questions. Like, oh, is that what this is coming from? The oh, I don't know. Uh, I it could be. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could do this. Yeah. I'm not sure that it's just a podcast they made into a show. I would assume that they did more. I'll find out. I'm interested yeah. in the case. So uh, it's only know. four episodes, which I think is the perfect true crime length. Yeah, I mean, whatever happened to hour long documentaries, but. I hear what you're saying. Well, once you've put me in the position between choosing that and eight episodes that could have been four, yeah, now yeah, you've yeah. Uh, you've uh, yeah. cast sunsteamed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, the, the podcast was like, this is a universe of people that definitely did it. Like, which one has it and like where the stuff is now? Because I think they recovered a little bit of it. I think you're right, but not like, like the most expensive one. Or and so that made it clear enough, you know, like... You're not going to be able to put him in jail, but it's not like an open question who did this. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the only thing I had on the Colton deal, two uh-huh. things. One, I think it's kind of weird. I don't know how bad your crimes have to be to for people to not mention them as the first thing whenever you're being talked about publicly. If concurrently you're saying publicly that you're coming out, but they didn't mention once in a 15 minute piece, which was about a minute and a half, 12 minute interview, minute and a half, you know, buffer on the front and the end of them talking about it. It never even got brought up that he's like, you got a restraining order filed against you against the woman that broke up with you and put a tracking device on her car and you were going through her mail and lurking outside her parents' house and her house. Like... I don't know, dude. If I'm Good Morning America, I might want to at least look at how this might look to women who have been stalked who are now supposed to be like, mm, I guess. I and guess. That, isn't that like super weird? Dude, if you watched the season, it would make sense, but it is very weird because he chose her at the end. I mean, I would. I guess I would argue that all stalking situations have next to nothing to do with sexual feelings. Yeah, probably like so. Stalking's about control. Yeah, but um, but and, and so you know, like it's difficult to take that this person says that she doesn't want to be interested. So it's it's not like you're stalking, hoping that they're going to come out and be like, "Well, you know, I am ready. Let's go do it." So like it's you know, both of the two girl, he had three left, and two of them, Tasha went on to be the uh, a bachelor this last year. Whenever they replaced the other girl who left, mm-hmm. who then promptly broke up with the guy she left with two weeks into it. And uh, mm-hmm. this other girl, they were both really, really into him. Really into him. The girl he picked was not. <laughs> and as the weeks went on, you could tell that she was like, this guy seems a little weird. I'm not really feeling the vibe here. But she stayed. And then he picks her. And she's basically breaking up with him on the show before it even ends. And he's like, you know, doing the... We can work this out, like pleading, pleading, pleading. And maybe psychologically that makes sense because I believe he lost his virginity to her on the show. And in his mind, working through that suppression and trauma, he's thinking, well, if I've already done this, like, then I have to see this through. I'm not gay. I don't, he's basically thinking, I don't want to be gay. I met a woman I like. I had sex with her. I don't care if she's, you know, I don't know. It seems pretty obvious the fact that she wasn't interested is why he likes her. 
Yeah, I mean, she's also extremely hot, like well, the hottest one on the show by far. Uh, okay, I but mean, that's not a lot a of ugly people on the show. Yeah, but I mean, cut above. Okay. <laughs> but I'm saying, uh, at the time, you just think, all right, this guy's just picking the hottest girl here. And apparently, that had very little to do with it. Yeah, no, nah, I don't know. I, whatever the interview with him was sent to us, I was like, uh, oh boy, this is going to address one of two big topics. Either one, uh, Reality Steve is going to go at him about you're not actually a virgin. I found out the truth. Because I'll bet that that guy fucking talking to us, if, if he knew who Reality Steve was, he certainly would have emailed Reality Steve. And there's Steve. a million of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought it likely that Reality Steve had heard that at some point, but he didn't bring it up in the thing. And then I thought I was listening to it because, like, he would address, you know, like, what the fuck happened with the stalking uh, and didn't either. That's I think, odd. though, that that was – I think he recorded the interview before the, like, restraining order was filed and everything like that. Um, it's still very – it's a very weird story, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. It sends a terrible fucking message that Good Morning America does that. You really have to ask questions about how much the Bachelor franchise is controlling <laughs> what is ostensibly a news program's coverage uh, of, you know, this kind of thing. And, yeah, no, that that's that's fucked up on a lot of levels. And you, you have to wonder. Uh, just put yourself in the position, Jake. Let's say that, uh, you know, you became the campaign manager for an obscure uh, state governor attempting to, uh, you know, capture the uh, Democratic nomination against a number of uh, heady challengers and then unseat an incumbent, something that hadn't been done. Uh, I mean, when was the last time? What, the fucking depression? You're going to have to give me more tips here. Well, I'm just Stephanopoulos, dude. Oh, okay. You're talking about And you do it Bill? off. You pull the inside straight. You know about inside straights, right? Uh, no, I think you've asked me this before. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, and, uh, you know... He, I mean, he made it all the when, way to the White when House. When you're basking in that glory, do you did you think that the ultimate prize that would come with it was uh, throwing it to the gay bachelor's coming <laughs> out story? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's so the, like yeah. the show is so weird because it basically, and I get it. It's a morning like quote variety news show, but I think what you end up getting whenever you try that. This for people to, who don't know, uh, George Stephanopoulos was uh, Bill Clinton's. It's him and James Carville are like the two big architects of the 1992 uh, Clinton campaign. Yeah, it, uh, Carville gets the economy stupid and gets to teach government classes at Tulane, uh -huh. and Stephanopoulos gets to throw it to Colton Underwood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the weirdest part about it is he still does his news show on Sunday. Like, if I'm Josh Hawley, I'm like, you can't tell me shit. Yeah. I saw what you were doing earlier this week. Yeah. You were trying different chili peppers <laughs> <laughs> and throwing it to a guy I've never heard of before. Yeah. Like, what tell it is to Martha this? Stewart, Stephanopoulos. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Like, they end up sucking at everything because they try to do everything. Like it's I a mean, life is philosophy. There, I'm is there to, something that like you think that George Stephanopoulos kicks ass at? I mean, like he's fine. Uh, he's got a smooth delivery, I guess. But like I, I've never thought, man. I wonder what George thinks about this. Well, I mean, he does have some skins, right? So like the guys, obviously, he was a Beltway dude for a Took long welfare time. Welfare away from needy families. Super predator. That's that's one of the skins. He's got super predator. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The crime bill. But I think. It's just odd to me that as a society, we blindly accept these sorts of like swerves, like it's absolutely nothing. 
I mean, Michael Strahan is is good at his job. I mean, on some sense that on some level it does make sense to me because like we all understand that we do have multifaceted interests, you know, like but I don't think you can be relied on to be the I host one of the three Sunday news talk shows where this week, hey, what's going on in Libya? We're going to go to our uh, foreign con uh Correspondent over here. We're going to have the senator who authorized the strike over here. We're going to talk this shit out. To me, if that's your job on Sunday, that should be your job all week. Get Carson Daly in there if he wants to. And I think actually Carson Daly may be on one of these shows mm. uh, from time to time. But it would it would almost be like having Michael Strahan do Good Morning America while he was on the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine when you're. One or the other, but I don't know. It just feels weird. I mean, we kind of do it, but we acknowledge that everything we do is half-assed and dumb. And, like, uh, you talk about two fucking low-stakes lives, you know? Yeah. We're not talking to any generals. No. No. And so, I, it's just strike. It, it's very striking when you see it, when the, the, the panel of uh, topics that they jump to and fro is like, what are we doing? Like, I don't know. Where's Derek from Sum 41? Like, we'll let him. Yeah, let have him do it. Well, I mean, you know, it's Good Morning America. That's true. That's true. Can't have any Canadians in the mix. Yeah, no, just the, the Chicago thing I wanted to remark on uh, a tiny bit more, mainly just to apologize, because I have a feeling that in a couple days, when most people are listening to this episode, it'll be uh, stunning that we're talking about anything else, but... Uh, I had heard, I knew that there was video that the Chicago Police Department was holding back. Um, I didn't know the person's name, but like in the course of driving over here, Justin was describing to me you know, like some of the outlines of what's going on. That's and why I didn't watch it before we had to talk. Yeah, 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 <laughs> same here. So I, I, I like, as we're sitting here now, I have not seen the video, but I, it, it seemed like I'm going to be depressed if it doesn't stop everything for a while based on what he described to me. The thing he described to me, like, I don't know, I feel like we should tear up the Constitution and start over as a fucking nation if we allow this sort of shit. Well, I'll tell you what was a really weird experience was we went down to Lake Travis this weekend. We did. Um, by the way, dude, I was laughing so hard when I was unpacking my car. I left some stuff in the trunk on Monday, uh -huh. or Sunday overnight. I'm packing my car on Monday when I saw the Captain Chris Cousy yeah. <laughs> that I took home. The guy who captained our boat, who was actually the same guy who captained the boat six years ago, Absolutely. five years ago, when we went yeah. for my 30th yeah, birthday. Yeah. Same dude. Now, I hope that's not the last time I see him. I, I, he's a beating, but I totally agree. I like him. I mean, he's trying I to have too a good much time. time up top. Oh, okay, well that's your fault. Dude. I know, but I like to be. I didn't get out of I the like water. I like being up there. By the way, that is a. You have something about you that makes you different. <laughs> because it was so cold. I was there for ten minutes, and I'm fairly certain that that combined with not a lot of sleep and my kid being sick to me getting sick. I was in there for ten minutes and was like, I'm dying in this water. You know, so uh, I wanted to be as far up top as I could so I just the sun that, was closer to me. I had that Wim Hof mindset, dude. I just fucking made my body warmer. You might be able to do that. I don't know. Wim can, and he, I'm going to uh, learn how. He, the, the guy who captained our ship had uh, koozies yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he would ha that he handed out at the end of the, uh, the ride. And the koozies, he's been doing this a long time, so he's somewhat well-known, have like a cartoon drawing of his face on and uh, he, his body is no shirt. He's got a hat on, and it says Captain Chris. He's on got it. a, but like on the boat, he wears like a big sun hat with like a bandana underneath it, and then has and that signature look illustrated on the koozie. So it's like you know me. I'm the guy with the big hat and the bandana. 
From the koozie. It's amazing. He's a he's a legend. Yeah, uh, no, so, Good Times Tours. Shout out. Got a two-story pontoon. This podcast endorses. I'd like to go back again. Does that mean we'll get a discount, Captain Chris? Let us know. Uh, so what I was going to say is we went away, and I'm not looking at my phone all weekend, dude. Yeah. Like, say for one call to the wife, get there like 8 o'clock Friday, left at like 8 o'clock a.m. Sunday, and I am not paying attention to anything other than Michael Bay and Ben Affleck doing commentary on Armageddon. Oh, my God. So other good. than that, like, we laughed a little bit whenever we saw the Rangers got no hit or were getting no hit and flipped it over. But other than that, nothing. Mm-hmm. No content, no news, nothing. Just jokes and laying on uh, outdoor couches. Mm-hmm. I get home on Sunday, and I'm like, I can't even keep up. Are you, like, I'm like, so another person got killed in Minnesota by the police during this trial? Like, I'm like, what am I looking at here? And then I texted Justin because I'm like, dude, I feel like we missed a lot of news this weekend while we were gone. He's like, a 13-year-old got killed in Chicago uh, unarmed. I'm like, what? Like, it felt like it was just, and there's more too. Like, there's, uh, there's a, I don't even know, dude. It's just an, on, it was just an onslaught of emotional information that I didn't even really know how to handle. I'm like, I guess this is just, it's not only back to normal, it feels like it's more. Yeah, I don't think that this is, this following statement is going to nominate me for any Nobel Prizes, but uh, whenever the Floyd stuff was happening, <coughs> obviously I had a lot of time. Kind of like that, uh, the kid that uh, yeah, t- unfortunately passed that away. That year you had time. Yeah, I did have Cause. time the whole year. Uh, and now, now as like the you know other things are, that are bad are occurring, I have less and like I don't know, dude. That makes you feel bad, doesn't it? It, it makes me feel bad, but it's kind of a like I I like not like having the choice to marinate in it. Yeah, I probably agree, but it also makes me feel like it's going to be much more of a blip than it was last year. Like, because like obviously, me marinating in it last time didn't help anyone. You know, like they're they're yeah. still getting shot. It you know it seems to me like a similar pace. Yeah, or it, I don't know if it's more. It just continues to be more public. It may be more. So like, what what exactly is the good? You know, I mean, like this. You know, me making my life shittier just sitting around thinking about how fucked up it is. Like, I don't know, dude. I'm sure I'll still do plenty of fucking sitting around thinking about how fucked up this is. It's really fucked up, and I can't help it. You know, like I I can't help but think about it. Like it's I don't know. I do think I'm, I'm not a, wired that way. But not, like it didn't change to where it stopped. Obviously, mm-hmm. that may take a long time, but. I'm going to at least convince myself that whether it's through a number of initiatives, really not much happened at the government level. Um, but I think, you know, stuff like the South Lake diversity thing we were talking about, like that's probably going to pass. And they're going to have basically courses on how racial uh, discrepancies occurred. That's good. And it probably, like, obviously, obviously, it's taking a lot of uh, courage by the school administrators to get it passed. And I would bet that something like, you know, well, these are the stakes. Like, you know, I want this generation of kids to not grow up to shoot people that don't look like them. Like, that. that's the kind of thing that you have to have in order to be like, you know, if I get locked up, I get locked up. Fuck it. I'm putting this shit through. You know, like you just takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. But I don't know, dude. I, I look around at the current uh, Dallas City Council races and I was hoping that they would look different. It, it doesn't feel to me like that there's a slate of candidates that 
have like great chances where the thrust of their platform, the main point is, you know, the police were attacking us all fucking summer and we have to fucking fight back. And that's, I'm positive, not unique into yeah. Dallas. So yeah, you would have hoped that there would have been, you know, I mean, I hate to say, cause I know a lot of people just think this is a bad idea for anything, but you, some level of federal oversight that, uh, some level of um what's the uh what's the policy called for where qualified immunity yeah like that seems like a bad thing yeah <laughs> all yeah. the way around that i i would think you probably could do away with uh maybe it would take state by state i'm not familiar with with how that law and, and uh, provision i'm pretty is. sure that's something that could be changed federally i think but either way you would think it would have been changed in a ton of places and it was a big conversation and it, it at least didn't happen most places, if anywhere. So th there are things that could have been quicker fixed than just we need to raise a group of people, uh, of white people, frankly, who are not, who don't view their their fellow citizens as others. Yeah. But I think back to the, uh, I can't remember who said this. Thought it might have been Barack, but I don't think he would have gone out on this limb. But it's the quote about Sandy Hook of like, listen, we had like a school building full of kindergartners and first first graders get killed. At, I think at, he did. I think he was pretty fucking like the whenever that thing passed, that's like or failed to pass. Like Sandy Hook happened, they had a bill specifically about it. It failed in the Senate, and I think that he then came out and it might have was been more direct than he is most of the time. If it was him, somebody said something like, "If it's if that doesn't do it, then it ain't happening." Like you're taught, everybody remembers how sweet their kid was when they were four, five, six years old, and how innocent and perfect they are. And if you seeing on the news that like a whole bunch of these kids got killed by someone with a long rifle then it probably is never going to change. And if a 13-year-old unarmed, haven't seen the video, but I highly doubt that it's going to make me feel better about this, with his hands up, is killed by a police officer, then, and if the last summer, the last year, dating back to last summer, hasn't changed it, then yeah, I don't have a ton of hope. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I wanted to mention it, but I... I I would I recommend getting on antidepressants. <laughs> uh, Cheers. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so it's hard to talk about anything else, but fuck it, let's do it. Uh, we were in Austin. I, I wanted to talk, I wanted to have a little Austin chat with you. Okay. So, I mean, just a long time promise that I've always made to myself uh, is that I would not become one of those, well, Austin was good when I was young, but now it's not, people. Because that's constantly... Like, whenever I first started going there as... You know, I mean, it was probably around the time that, like, uh, we started living together, you know, and I started working at the ticket and, like, you know, whatever. Um, so, like, 2011. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, and, I mean, the first time was the ACL that Pearl Jam played. Okay. Um, like, I'd driven through it before, but that was the extent. And, like, I arrived in this place that seemed like the coolest fucking place that I'd ever been. Uh, it was just amazing. I was blown away. I couldn't believe how good it was. 
And it was full of people being like, but it sucks now. And I'm like, you fucking dummies. Open your eyes. Like, this place rocks. But now and, you're about to break a promise. And there's there's traffic. That's now because there's traffic. You want to tell me it blows. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, but I have different objections. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, in general, like, this is, in my mind, uh, amplified by Joe Rogan moving there. <laughs> uh, just like, I, I feel like those fucking... Giant tech money, uh, intellectual dark web leaning, total fucking shitheads. Like the fact that Elon Musk is there, like doesn't surprise me. Uh, all that stuff. It's just a vibe that I like. I understand why they like it, but like I don't know. Like I understand why those people would like Austin because it's awesome. But like it sucks that they found out about it. And I I don't like. This is all bullshit, right? Like, we were there for two fucking seconds. We were in a house most of the time. Um, I don't fucking live there, so, like, I have no right to uh, be worried about its future or whatever. Like, I, I live in a different city and have my entire fucking life. So, like, none of them should give one shit what my opinion is about it. You live somewhere else for a little bit. That's true. Um, but and I've never lived Conroe, in Austin. Conroe's just not the same these days. <laughs> uh, it's really not. Um, but, like... <laughs> whenever we were leaving the party cove we were in, I'm sure you saw it because it was impossible to miss. There was a boat much larger than this house yeah. that was pulling in. And I don't even know how there is a boat launch on the lake that fits something like that. Yeah. Like it, it, I don't know what size the Bravo Eugenia is, <laughs> but it can't be that different. It was three fucking stories. Yeah. And, that wasn't the only one that was like that. Like yeah. it was, it was the most notable example. But they got fucking yachts on there, and it's not a huge lake. And it just, I, it, some it, people would call it a river. <laughs> it felt emblematic of the whole thing to me. Of like, yeah. you know, that that like, this is this is the problem. Like that you're you're floating a yacht on a tiny river, and like these people who worked really hard to get these, uh, you know, little, uh, even the one story pontoons, uh, you know, are just like barely able to drive around that. Like it, it fucked up. Whatever. I'm not. It's not like my big problem here is that it uh, rocked our boat. You know, but yeah. like it is very difficult to uh, pilot a boat uh, in the wake of a craft like that. And like it's I don't know. I, I I felt like it was an apt metaphor for the kind of thing that I was already uh, worried about. Like, did, did you know that they could have boats that big on that no. lake? No, I did not. I did not. And I, I've only been on that lake two other times. I mean, I've only been you. for your birthday party. It wasn't like that. Not at and all. That was only five years ago. Yeah. It um, feels way different. Yeah. It definitely is. And I mean, there's also the, uh, like, whenever, like, we picked Justin up and he was, you know, he was, he hadn't been there. I don't know if he had ever spent time there, but he's just like, why does, why is everything under construction? Like, he took the bus from the Bergstrom. Mm -hmm. uh, it's over by um, Frank Irwin. Yeah. No, he just, uh, he's, like, he dude. got married in Austin. He has been there, but uh, yeah, okay, I can't remember. I think he just hadn't spent much time yeah, there. Yeah, no, his his first wife uh, went to UT and everything, but I I don't think he's. I mean, the last time he was there was with us for the uh, paranoid fan. Yeah, South yeah, that's what Southwest. he said it was. Yeah, and even back then, it felt I felt like it was pretty awesome. I mean, I still feel like it's awesome. You know, I I think it's an amazing place, but 
the it, it does feel like it's changing and that the complaints are a little bit more complex than like now the traffic is bad yeah and like even the kind of like gentrification stuff i can deal with you know like i read a texas monthly story about how uh are you familiar with uh slab sundays no. anywhere um slab of course is a slow loud and banging okay and uh, so you just take your low riders, just like drive them slowly in a circle with your yes, music. Yes, I'm as familiar if we're talking Houston, if you had said like. Yeah, yeah. And they, they have them here. Like uh, there's some uh, parking lot off of uh, Lake June Road where if you go by on a Sunday, slab Sundays are in full effect. And uh, Boy, there's. Car people love Sundays, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They for really, real. Motorcycle people too. <laughs> yeah. Like what's wrong with Saturday? Like I don't know. Saturdays for the wives, Sundays for the slabs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh but yeah, there's there was some park where they've done slab Sundays for, you know, thirty fucking years. And like this is what these people are looking forward to in their week. And now it produces microchips. Now they still get to do the slab Sundays, but they were doing an article about how they built a, a apartment complex next to it, and the apart like the people you know the fucking recently arrived whites in the apartment complex are just wearing out the nine one one on their cell phones trying to get these people like they're like surely this is illegal somehow I think all the smoke they're blowing up this is bad for the trees. Look, it's the L. It's right there in the name. It's going to be loud. <laughs> It will. And they'll just like stand in like a line outside the apartment complex giving like disapproving looks like someone ought to do something about this. And that stuff fucking blows. But even that I can handle. It's the like that's that's a regular like city changing kind of thing. And I, I'm one that believes that cities are constantly changing. That's the fun part about living in them. They're alive. They're a fucking organism that is constantly evolving. Uh, but something about like inequality being like uh the the pernicious parasite of inequality just latching onto this place specifically i'm worried about uh where where we're going to go i i just think we need to get rogan out dude rogan is a start but it's elon's a much bigger deal but if we can get rogan out elon's like where'd you go elon's following rogan that seems yeah. obvious to me i don't even know the like history of who moved there first but i bet you if we could get rogan to charlotte or some bullshit that we could get elon there pretty easy yeah now alex can stay well, Alex is He's a, a native. native. Yeah, well, no. except for whenever he beat up that kid at. Uh, whenever he had to leave Rockwall right. under cover of night because the I sheriffs were looking for him. I was in ninth grade. He was a big football senior, but he was mad at me because all the senior girls were sucking me off. <laughs> <laughs> so he stepped to me and I beat his ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. It's really hard to say this without without sounding like a complete douche. That's the problem. I know. So I guess what I'm doing, what I'm saying is I admit defeat. I'm, I am a hypocrite. Uh, I, I, I do now have complaints. But whatever. I, I would still happily live there. Uh, I plan <laughs> to continue to visit. I think that would be next to impossible now. I know, dude. I look at the Zillows. Like, it's, it's insane. But that's kind of, I, mean, I don't know. That is part of, but it's not like the mere presence of Elon Musk makes it so that all the rest of the houses are, that's just that they need to build more houses. That's happening in cities across America, that the, the demand is uh, far outpacing the supply. Yeah, but I think that's exacerbated in DFW and Austin. And DFW's not anywhere close to that bad i mean i think that we can be if we don't take proactive steps and so i have a, a weekly podcast called loserville where i mainly spend most of my time 
crying out for people to take these steps. But I read about that in another different. article that <laughs> yeah, kind of summed up all the podcasts yeah, you yeah, do yeah. about <laughs> all of them. It was yeah. a comprehensive list. Yeah, I think so. What uh, what level of obscure one-off podcast would they have needed to mention? If they talked about the the one that me and Justin did for seven episodes about uh, what we would do if we won the lottery. If they had mentioned that and not this I, one. I, I would have quit. <laughs> I would have quit. The combination of seven episodes and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's a celebrity in his own right. Dude. Yeah, that would have been enough for me. That absolutely would have been enough for me. But, you know, I think I just, I worry about Captain Chris. You know? That's the thing, dude. He's going to get edged out. You know, he's not going to have stories to tell me about, uh, you know, at least five different stories, graphic stories that he thought I wanted to hear about pussy. Yeah. Just over and over, which one of them included... Hey, did you know I have sex? One of them included him trying to sell... And this is likely all BS, but... I one, believe it. One of them included... Why would you buy a two-story pontoon if you're not fucking playing strange it? on the reg? I think he does. That's That would be interesting. Because there was another guy, the guy who was driving the second boat, seemed to be taking orders Like the one that Captain got there Chris. when we... Yeah. Okay. Because that other, like, whenever I went on their website, you could rent either boat. Well, uh... But that one didn't have a grill on top. He told me a story about uh, several different sexual escapades, but one of them included him trying to sell me that he had sex with a girl. I don't recall if he said it was on the boat or when they got back, but solely based on the strength of a cooler that she had seen. I heard, yeah. She's like, I have that cooler too. Want to do it? Yeah, I was like, that's never happened. It's a great cooler, man. Yeah, and he's like... <laughs> Buy you one of these, brother. He's like air humping, like showing me like how it was going. I think Jordan was up there for that part. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the cooler part. God, it's that like, rocks. Yeah, I was like, hey, that's hey, cool, man. I would have tipped more if I knew that you'd gotten that. It was, it was just a lot, dude. It's just a lot. But I would say he, it was not enough. That dude, you know, he may be an endangered species. Yeah, no, we uh, he can't compete with Grimes's yacht. <laughs> I don't think he can. But yeah, no, the the panacea to this, the 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 part of it that was uh, a, a silver lining for me was uh, when we did go down. Like uh, you know, you were uh, entertaining the good folks at DFW on Friday, but uh, I took the day off and went down and um, the uh, Comal River out uh, like uh, in New Braunfels. That it it did. It's not like all the fucking. Uh, riffraff and trash that made austin amazing and beautiful it's not like they have been displaced several states away like that felt like a classic austin vibe to me that's kind of how that's always been yeah so yeah i'm sure some people moved but that Elon that, hasn't fucked that up yet yeah dude it being at uh schlitterbahn or the kamal felt like the vibe I was always looking for growing up or even in college. I mean, we would go there with my dad all the time growing up at least once a year. And it, you know, a lot of mullets, a lot of, lot of bad tans, uh, a lot of dip. You know, a lot of people dipping in a water park, my dad being one of them. <laughs> it was just a great time, dude. Yeah. It, it, it was, I don't know. I love it down there. It I was absolutely awesome. love it. I love, dude, you guys should, I'm telling you, man. You should go to like Dripping Springs. We uh, we drove through and yeah, absolutely. 
The uh, areas around there in the hill country. Are, and if, uh, if you like, you know, choice. if the ticket decides to continue to do things remote, uh, and you want to move the entire podcast operation down there, that's a. I'll I'll be there tomorrow. I think uh, I think I could sell the wife on that. You know, yeah. they have a lot of places that sell live, love, laugh signs. We uh, we stopped at the H E B in Wimberley. And, yeah, I've been uh, twice in the past year i uh i enjoyed very much it seemed like everyone in there was someone i wanted to be friends with yeah and uh just great guac mm-hmm. you know, the guac is second to none yeah damn i missed that guac indeed that's probably all i got <laughs> yeah me too yeah if we're not gonna watch this video then uh, i don't want it okay <laughs> that's it for tonight the high school special is next so until tomorrow for everyone who's been a part of this one i'm tc and jake We do thank you for watching. Good night.